0: All right, so happy Saturday. <laughs> this is Janelle LaRue, um, and welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary God, Conversations for the Soul with, of course, Janelle LaRue and friends. And this is our sixth installment. Um, sorry, we've been gone, well, I've been gone so long, started a doctoral program, and it's been kicking my arts. Um, but I'm really excited because today I have my diva sister with me. Um, she is a radio host, a transformational coach, and mom, as she told she told me earlier. But she is so much more than that. And her name is Sarita Martin. So I want to thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for you. And having brunch with Africa's. <laughs> On 50th and Baltimore, food was very great, so come on down if you're in Philadelphia.
1: Shout out the Bookers. <laughs> mm, it was good. It was good.
0: Um, but I wanted to just... We'll just jump right in, because we started talking it. about it during brunch mm-hmm. already. The premise of the whole show is... When did you know God was real? And really having a conversation about the nuances and maybe the experiences that you had around that. So thinking about that question, what would you say? When did you know that God was real for you? Um, I knew God
1: was real as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a preacher's kid. I'm a PK. Um, But I'll never forget... Oh man, how old was I at that point? Maybe like... Six or seven, um, and I had a prophetic vision. And I remember being in my mom's room. Uh, we lived in Cedar Ridge Apartments in Laurelville, PA. from from Pittsburgh, and um, we've always been a praying, a praying family. And I don't know what was happening that particular night, but my mom and I were in her room, and. I just started seeing things, and I got really worked up. I remember crying. I remember talking about um, seeing different things, and I'm sharing with my mom, you know, what I'm seeing and what's going on, and um, just prophesying over certain things in her life and, and over our family. And sure enough, over time, they they happened. and that's when my mom was like, you have to the gift of prophecy, a prophetic gift. Um, and that, for me, that's when I knew there is something big out here and it can use you when it wants to use you, however it wants to use you. Um, yeah, that, I think that for me is like one of, that, that had to be a defining moment of like knowing that there's a God. Like, I was speaking in tongues and all types of stuff. like, wow. and, and I can't imagine being a parent. <laughs> See, yeah. seeing your six, seven-year-old kid, like, just going in in the spirit and in, in your room, like, just going in. And she, she was totally there with me. Like, she was in it. And I remember pointing to her bathroom and I was like, oh, there's a baby and da-da-da-da-da. My sister ended up getting pregnant. i um, married and all of that. And, yeah, that that was the first time I, the earliest that I can recall, knowing and and believing for myself that there was a God. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wow. I yeah. was not expecting it. <laughs> I was not expecting it. Yeah. So, as a seven or eight year old, what was that like for you, receiving all of it? Um.
1: I don't know. It was. It was just this thing that happened, but I knew what I felt. I knew how powerful it felt. Um, I love, I love taking baths, and it's weird. Now that I'm adult, I'm an adult. I don't take them as nearly as much as I should, given how much I love them. But as a kid, I would spend hours in the tub with my Bible and a and a candle. <laughs> it's the, I want to say the weirdest thing But like my mom she, She'll still talk about that to this day Like she tells my kids Like yeah your mom would grab her bible And run a hot bath And she would just be in there reading Reading Like that was something that I did And I think about it now I'm just like What kind of kid does that <laughs> But I did I did that um, I, I I don't know I always I was very, um, I was a really empathetic kid, I felt, I felt a lot, I just, I remember that, I felt a lot, I absorbed people's energy, um, their pain, I was always very hyper aware of things that were going on around me, like I, I knew my mom was a single parent, and so I didn't want to be a burden. So I started working at, like, 11 years old, making my own money, mm-hmm. um, became really self-sufficient so that she just—I I wanted to be less, one less thing that she had to worry about, one less thing that she had to figure out. Stayed on top of my studies, like, I, you ain't got to worry about me, Mom. I'm good. Um, so, yeah, I don't—I don't know. What, like, it, it just was who I was. And— it was like, all right, God, use me. Like, at six, seven, eight years old, it was just like, all right, this, this. I just wanted to feel. I wanted to be connected to whatever this thing was because it felt so strongly. It was, it was like powerful. So I just wanted to surrender to it. At
0: seven, eight, yeah. nine, ten. Yeah. And then 12, you and then had to surrender to yourself. Listen, I was, we I was would be in <laughs>
1: I Me too. Oh my gosh. I was obsessed <laughs> with Barbie dolls. I had all the Barbies, all the Barbies and the cars and the houses. I was, in and that, and that way, I was very spoiled. I was playing with Barbie. I love Barbie. I finally took play with Barbie So I was like 11 years old years old. I love barbies, oh, well, but I was in like, tongues. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And I, but I was also in church like four, five times a week, and dancing in a mom in ministry and wow. praise dancing and, and choir and acting in church and plays and stuff. I love singing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love singing. Jeez. I, I was in a church choir pretty much all of my life until I got pregnant at 16 and I got sat down from everything in church. Everything. And that's when I stopped singing. I didn't hit a stage afterwards. Uh, my heart was broke. My heart was broke after that. And that, that, that probably was the day that I parted from the church. Couldn't do it yeah. like I still showed up you know I was still under my mom's roof but that was a heartbreak I loved I loved singing for God mm. I loved being on stage and like being used in that way being an instrument for God in that way for the Holy Spirit to fill me and I knew that feeling when it came over me
0: yeah. Um,
1: and yeah when that happened I was just like I'm done but mm. the church won't have me, then I'll take what I have and what I know about God, and I'll, I'll take that with me where I go. Yeah, You know, like, God just won't have to live with me. I ain't living in the church. <laughs> <laughs> like, how oh, is that? So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I understand a lot of people mm-hmm.
0: have had similar experiences with church and um being sat down mm-hmm. because of different things that have happened that people don't agree with. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to to think, it's something you said earlier about how God could just use you wherever, mm-hmm. however, whenever, Absolutely. He to, through any piece of adversity. So thinking about all of that and even just now as a a woman, uh, again a mom a transformational coach educator (laughs) Um, but in the space that you're in now, what does your relationship with God now look like? It looks like
1: me praying (laughs) constantly um, talking to God constantly it looks like dedicated time daily to just sit and be and meditate. Um, it looks like me not dismissing the small voice in my head that says, "Tell that waitress, yada yada yada," yes. or you know, just
0: mm.
1: being being the hand of God in motion, like mm. when when. When your spirit says move or when your spirit says speak honoring that yeah. honoring that and and yeah. doing so without confirmation like the confirmation is in the response that that person gives to you when you speak something over their life right, um, right. Yeah and it, it looks like me at this particular point looks like me going to Bible study every other Saturday morning <laughs> at 9 am which that's been going on for roughly a month now. Which feels good to be back in Bible study. Um, I still don't go to church regularly, uh, but every Sunday um, I got my my app up or my YouTube on, and I'm tuning in to, you know Bishop T D Jakes or uh, Pastor C. Stephen Furtick or uh, Jabin Chavez or whomever you know. That's a new one. I don't know about oh, Jabin. Yeah, J A. B-I-N Chavez
0: Chavez
1: Yeah he's out like And I want to say Vegas Chavez Yeah Chavez. Out in um, Vegas I'll send you some okay, He's good you. too He's He just came on my radar um, But he's funny Yeah I enjoy him So yeah Listening to that Not just on Like those live streams Not just on Sunday But like Daily Yeah um, Yeah Just Staying prayed up and constantly, you know, being aware and present in the fact that I'm a vessel, mm. and I gotta, I gotta purify myself as often as possible, which is a struggle in itself. <laughs> but, yeah. but, um, yeah, and honoring the prophetic, I, like I, honoring the the prophetic gift that I have, and and that comes in knowing. When it's time to speak and share what you know, you've seen or what you know
0: is coming, and yeah, yeah, being obedient,
1: being obedient, yeah. That's
0: what I keep hearing is just speaking. I'm like, you are being obedient. Um, it's a it's a struggle.
1: (laughs) It's a struggle. Like God just gave me um, He gave me an assignment and. I was like, mm uh, you sh- I don't know if that's you. I need confirmation. Then I got confirmation. I was like, mm, but I don't know if that's me, you know, if this I don't want this to be a me thing. I, I need to know it's you. Like, if it's you, you uh, give it to me in a dream. Well, got it in two dreams. Okay, all right. He was like, All
0: right, what else? But that wants?
1: might that might just be my my subconscious, you know, God. I need I don't know. Are there some people that are, that are the right people that are going to need to be involved with this? You know, are they going to get behind this and putting out fillers? And they're like, yes, let's do it. And I'm like, okay, but they just could be. Oh, God. <laughs> so only God was like, if you don't stop away with me, <laughs> so you up. yeah. Yeah. So I. Be it's not always. It's not always <laughs> obedient. I'm not always obedient. <laughs> I'm always obedient. I'm a tourist, so I'm just like I need to know. Hmm, hmm, Yes, yes. Yes. It has to make sense for me. All day. Yeah.
0: All day. Yeah.
1: But that's not how God works. (laughs) Awesome. God don't care if it makes sense for you or not. He said go, you go. That's it. Because I sent you. Because I said what I said. So, so yeah, I'm not uh, always immediately obedient.
0: I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you get there. I get, get there.
1: I get there. I think. I think that that's fair to say at this point in my life. I'm 31 years old. I get there.
0: Okay. Yeah. So for somebody who is questioning whether or not God is real, um, or they're kind of just like, I don't know, flowing in the wind, mm-hmm. teetering, they're questioning a lot of things. They're trying to figure out what even just purpose and like what would you say to them what would you say this is what you should do or this is what you should think about or consider or you
1: know I would say you're on the right track Mm. keep questioning the fact that you're questioning says that something in you knows something you don't Mm. so keep questioning follow those questions Um, when they come up honor them if you can identify um, or be, be present enough in certain moments where maybe you're interacting with someone where a question that you've had in your spirit feels relevant to, to present to them, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, just continue to be a seeker of truth. That's, there's, there's nothing wrong with having questions. Like Why would you not question whether God is real? Yeah. If you look at the state of the world today, I mean, that's a very logical thing to do. It's like, where, where is God in all of this? Where is God in this suffering? Where is God in this pain? Where is, where is God? Um, and I think that... I don't want to just say the church, but I, I feel... Um, people have... Society has almost made it taboo or... or a worldly sin to, to have questions and that's that goes against everything that goes against the very power that we have as human beings
0: mm-hmm.
1: we are we are the supreme animal on this earth because of the fact that we have a, a stream of consciousness um, that allows us to have dominion over everything else here and so, with that means, yeah, you question. That's how you evolve. That's yeah. how you come to understand concepts that are bigger than you. That I mean, question, keep questioning until you come to a place of peace in who you are and what your what your your space is on this earth that that you have been given dominion to take up. Um, I think spirituality is a very Personal journey, and if you can't question yourself, and if you can't question God, how are you really expected to accomplish anything down here? Like, yeah, that that doesn't make sense to me. You got you got to be able to ask questions. So yeah. so yeah, I would just say like continue to question, um, but do so knowing that like you don't have anything to lose. Yeah. And I think that's the other part Is like Well what do I have to lose By believing mm. You know what I mean Like If I believe there's a God What am I really losing all Right um, What do you lose By not believing You know like you, Only you can Kind of ask those questions For yourself But You know I, I, I know folks Who are atheists And you're like No this is all science And this is that And this is whatever And They're amazing human beings mm. And to me That's God I see the God in that Right Right, that like you can have a human being who doesn't need to be held to a s- spiritual or religious standard, and can still be a good person, can mm-hmm. still have a pure soul. Like because I believe in God, I can look at that and say, Wow, God can create someone like that. Who, God can create something that rejects the creator, wow. and and still use it as a vessel. Mm. That's powerful To me Like from that perspective Like And so Even in Even in atheism I honor that
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Like That's the Dominion That God Gave humans Is choice Yeah You know And so Choose I love that Like you can only Make a choice By having questions By questioning So Yeah That's where you're at Make peace with that, and, and just get, go wholeheartedly in that in that direction of questioning everything. Because if you start questioning a lot of stuff in your life, you're going eventually you're going to start looking at the people that are in your life, and you're going to start questioning them too, and then mm-hmm. questioning yourself about why you got them in your life. So, a bare minimum, I mean, maybe you end up in a more empowered place, just you know, by being on that quest. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I guess that's what I would say to them. Just keep doing what you're doing. Wow. And trust in the process. Thank you. (laughs) Choose. 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 Question until you can choose.
0: Question until you can choose. I like that. Mm -hmm. I really like that. And I hope it helps, you know, anyone that's listening because it is... Difficult to um, navigate some of the challenges that we all have, and speaking from a Christian background Mm -hmm. um, and just dealing with church, Mm -hmm. you know, you're dealing with people, yeah, and you're dealing with people who are interpreting what they believe to be true, yeah, Um, and oftentimes our bias comes through that too. We don't always treat each other with the most love, right, you know, so being able to to speak to that and say, Listen, even if you're not connected, and I'm saying this from again, from a Christian standpoint. Even if you're not connected to a church, um, whatever your spiritual walk is, honor what that is. Yeah. Ask the questions. It's okay to, to be in flux and try to figure things out and, you know, figure out where I need to go. I have a girlfriend who I'll be interviewing also who um, converted to, um, she's Buddhist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, girl. And she is very much African, Mm -hmm. and that is not very much what most African people I encounter, whether they're Nigerian, Mm -hmm. I typically think you're going to be, you know, Europe. If you're Ghanaian, most likely Europe. If you're in Mali, I'm thinking you're going to be Muslim. Yeah. Um, She's from Sudan. Mm-hmm. was not expecting her to be like, yeah, I'm a Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, what? what? That's what spoke to her. <laughs> yeah. You know, and God is in all things and in all places. So I just appreciate you saying choose and continue to question and be okay with that because everybody comes to the place that they need to be in when they do.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, and, and my question I developed a love and appreciation of all religions. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the beauty in Islam. Uh, ooh, ooh. I, I saw the um, serenity that Buddhism offered. Like mm-hmm. I, I really look at religion as a path. It's a pathway. Um, like, if God is the I am, right? If the creator, if spirit is as powerful as we like to believe he is, is it not possible that he created more than one way for you to get to him or to get to spirit or her, you know, depending on what you believe? Like, is, is it not possible that the creator brought about more than one pathway for you to tap in um, and so in that way I, I do look at religions as pathways um, especially when you start to look at like the 12 major religions and see how much they have in common yeah. and there are just certain certain themes that run throughout a lot of the major religions. So, so many times we get caught up on the differences between religions but they have so much in common um, and I think that commonality it's it's within that commonality that the Creator dwells mm-hmm. um, so I don't know I, yes I identify as Christian um, but I can say developing an appreciation for Islam has at one point, definitely taught me more discipline within my own. You know, yeah. just just seeing, um, you know, that that dedication and commitment to praying x amount of times a day, and to you know, what I mean, like just certain ways that you can work better work in discipline. Um, yeah. You know, or the meditation that comes with Buddhism, and like those, I, I can pull something from each one, right? Yeah. Um, it doesn't change the fact that. You know, I believe my, my savior is Jesus Christ. But even then, I've had the question: like, all right, Christianity was was something that was largely implo- imp- imposed on Black people. Mm. Like, yeah, think about where we where we come from and the religions that were practiced still are practiced, and um, our native tongues you know like I went to Cuba and um, it's funny and going to Cuba that was probably the most connected I ever felt to my people really absolutely wow so weird and I looked around and I like literally saw so many people that looked like they could be in my family Um, and there's this sense of connectedness and love that was exchanged there with, with the Cuban people and the conversations that we had about, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in Brazil or if you're in Cuba or in America or wherever. Like they, they just dropped us off at different stops. Yeah. That's all, that's all yeah. it really was. Like, we just <laughs> got dropped off at different stops along different routes. But we all came from the same place. Right. Um, but just seeing, you know, certain religions that they practice out there um, made me, by the time I came back to the States, I was more aware of those religions being practiced here. Mm-hmm. And it's...
0: I don't know. It's just... It's bigger. You know? I'm learning about... I've brought up Europa, but... Santa. hmm Santeria.
1: Santeria, yeah.
0: That is essentially the Europa tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, in Spanish. hmm What's interesting about spirituality is there's so much knowledge to gain. Yeah. And I... I'm just grateful for the conversation that we're even having mm-hmm. about how all these things come full circle and as you're traveling, you're seeing the connectedness of it all, and it's just adding additional pieces to,
1: to like a a tool toolbox. <laughs> yeah, the toolbox. <laughs> the toolbox and the puzzle pieces, yeah. and I mean, because as a Christian, at one point, I struggled with um, talking to my ancestors. Yeah. Yes. That was a really yes. big thing for me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm can't can't <laughs> can't I'm can't
0: yes. I don't think I'm
1: supposed to do this, but it felt so much like Yes. What I needed. Like, no, I need to. I want to be able to communicate but you know with what? my ancestors. Like, they
0: did that too. It
1: just sounds uh, different. So, yeah. And I, I had to get over that. I was like, no, no, no. Like, especially when my grandmother passed, when my uncle passed, when my grandfather passed, when my goddaughter, who was like five, six months, when she passed. Um, because of those. Souls who were so connected to my life, when they passed, it was like, so what? I'm not, I'm not supposed to still say, Grandma, I love you, you know, or Grandma, be with me, you know, like, n- no, I'm not. <laughs> They're, they have become my ancestors, and I'm, I'm spiritually connected to them. Yeah. So I don't care if you're physically here or not. I'm, like, Grandma, I love you. Right. Grandpa, I love you. Uncle Guy, I love you. Naraya, I love you. I, I pray, you know, God has you at peace. I know God probably has you at work. I know you probably up in heaven raising hell, you know, or in between. Yeah, you're like, you know, doing something. You're doing something. <laughs> Grandpa, doing something. Uncle God, I know y'all out there doing something, you know. But mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, like even even getting to a point where I could feel comfortable speaking about my ancestors mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, creating space and meditation to honor the the black women who have who have come before me, who have yeah. made it possible for me to do the things that I do and the black men who have, you know, protected the yeah, like is there's so, so many conversations that I can't have with my ancestors because they're not physically here, but I can have with them spiritually. I can still yeah. give honor and thanks and um, mm-hmm. And and all of that, you know, and all in doing all of that as praise to the Most High,
0: yeah. you
1: know. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know. It's like even that has been a really big point of growth for me in terms of spirituality. Yeah. And like being okay as a Christian was saying I honor my ancestors. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So choose and ask questions. hmm Ask questions and choose. Because you yeah. end up coming to these different realizations all yeah. the time. So I want to thank you for today. <laughs> this is fun. Oh, now it gets quiet in here.
1: <laughs> no more pots clanging. That means we brought we brought peace and quiet to the hey.
0: space. Get it. Get it. Get it. Well, thank you so much, Sarita, my diva sister. Thank you for having me. For imparting such wisdom to all, to me. Oh, I'll take that. Okay. (laughs) Um, But we will be back with our second installment at some point. So you know, just stay tuned. Whenever the spirit leads, Um, we will be back. So again, this is ordinary people, extraordinary God. Thank you, Sarita, for blessing us with your story. And um, y'all have a great day. Uh